Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe to You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And today is Stories of High Strangeness. And before we get into Stories of High Strangeness, I got a story of semi-strangeness. I had something too, and I can't remember. I had two things to tell you, and I can't. Actually, technically three. It's been that long. But I can't forget the most important one, because I was actually going to save one. Anyway, you tell me yours. All right. So, well, while I was at mom's house, like, I was having kind of weird random ass dreams and, like, sitting up in bed and, like, talking in my sleep. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, my wife was would, you know, be like, what are you, and she's like, what are you talking about? And, uh, and I, I do remember, like, throwing an elbow at her at one point and her blocking it. So, I guess, you know, she's got ninja reflexes. But no, I think I think she, what she said happened was like she saw me kind of like have my elbow up and then like I kind of just turned over and she just put her hands up or like she put oh. her like she stopped it from coming because oh, okay, she like okay, saw okay. it coming. Yeah. Um, and I know like I don't know if I was snoring and she like put her hand on my mouth and then I told her like oh you're like super strong you know. That's funny. And stuff like that and then I turned around and like fell asleep and I know I I know I sat up at a couple points and. It's just really weird. Like, it wasn't scary dreams. It's just, like, it was really, really, really restless. Random. Yeah. Oh, I remember what I was going to tell you. Okay. Go. I, I no, have no, 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 one. Just... Yeah, no, go ahead. Because the other one's kind of short, but just... No, it was just uh, regard, regarding the podcast oh. uh, thing that I went to. But you you do yours, and then I'll, I'll do mine. Uh, so then the other thing that was kind of weird was on the drive back from Austin, because I was in Austin this weekend visiting – Obviously Me. visiting you and mom, um, but on the way back, we were driving, and the whole time we were fucking up there, dude, the heat was insane. Yep. It was so hot, and like, it was just fucking like miserably hot. <laughs> I'm not, like, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. The, the, the fucking, it was insane. Um, I think the only time that like it was kind of cloudy and drizzled a little bit and not even while we were outside was when yeah. we went to Cidercade. And then after that, it was sunny the rest of the time. And then we were driving back home and finally we got some like cloud cover and it looked like rain, but it never really rained on us. It dri- only drizzled a couple times. But, um, and I fucking tried to remember the, the, the name of the place. It was like Fort something or like Washington something. It was something with a W and an F. I think it was like, the only thing I do remember, like 100%, was like it was 183 miles from Brownsville. That's how many miles were left uh, to get to Brownsville. And uh, we stopped at this um, gas station that had like a little character on it, like a cartoon. I don't know if it was like a pirate or like a um, something. It was like a, there was a smokehouse next to the place and it was a gas station and it had a little dog park. Anyway, so we're, we're driving down there. And we were leaving there and all of a sudden I fucking see this lightning strike. But the weird thing is, is like, like the rain clouds and then the the cloud cover was kind of over the, like the highway, but like more so over the, like the, this grassier areas, like air. Yeah. And, and you could see like the water coming down and then the rest of it was cloudy, but like, um, but there was no rain coming down there. And all of a sudden, I just see a fucking lightning strike, like straight down, like this white lightning strike 
just go straight down. I was like, oh, that was crazy. But I didn't know if I had seen it at first. I was like, did I just see lightning? And I asked Valeria, I was like, did I see lightning? And she was like, uh, I didn't see anything. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just fucking crazy. And then we continue driving. And all of a sudden I see it again. And it looked like it was almost in the exact same spot. Like I shit you not. Like I can't say a hundred percent that it landed or struck the same exact same spot, but it was almost in the exact same spot that I saw. And it was just one lightning strike straight down. Hmm. And I was like, okay, now I know I saw lightning. And yeah. I told her, I was like, I saw lightning this time. Like I'm a hundred percent sure. And, and so she had this movie on, uh, she, we were watching uh, a man named Otto and, oh, uh, so good. it's a good movie. If yeah, y'all haven't great. watched it, watch it. Cried it's like fucking, yes. <laughs> um, don't recommend dr- watching it while you're driving. Especially yeah, if you're like an emotional person like me. Um, so we're driving and we continue like we're still then like I'm kind of like I'm obviously eyes on the road. But like I'm listening to the movie and like kind of like glancing over every once in a while and looking at my GPS. And all of a sudden fucking lightning strike third time. Almost like in the same area, you know, straight down just one singular lightning strike. And I was like. World of the Worlds type shit right there. That's exactly what I thought about. And I was like, okay, like you saw that, right? Like that was the third one. And she's like, no, I didn't see it again. And she's like, but now I'm going to be paying attention. So we started because it like the thing is, it wasn't like happening like boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. It was like the first one happened. And then maybe like five, ten minutes later, the next one happened. And then maybe another five minutes, the third one happened. And then the the, the fourth one happened like with less time gap between them, mm-hmm. like between the first, the, the third and the fourth one. And then this time she didn't see it like straight on, Directly. but she saw like out of the corner of her eye and I saw it again. And it was in the exact same fucking spot four times, quote unquote, the exact same spot, because I don't obviously know if it hit the same spot, but it was like in the same general area in the same, like I was looking in the same direction. And like, as I was moving up the highway, like it was getting like close, it was getting closer, uh, it was more towards the center of my windshield, say, right? And then by the time I had traveled a certain distance, it was closer to the left side of my windshield. So, like, I was going and I could tell, like, it was hitting the same spot because of how much it was moving on my windshield, Does if that yeah. makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know, if you're looking at a sign, right, like on a street sign, mm-hmm. say it starts, like, at a certain point in your windshield, the closer you get to it. Yeah. You know, obviously, it's gonna end up on 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 your window, but yeah. So that was it was kind of crazy. I know it's not paranormal, and I cannot confirm that it was alien, but it was just <laughs> it was really weird, and it did make me think of uh, War of the Worlds, how that lightning strikes multiple times in the the spot where their uh, their craft dropping are. aliens. Yeah. So I don't know if you uh, hear about anything and. Sent like what southern central Texas, it was before like, Corpus, okay. Like it was before getting to Corpus from Austin, so like maybe like just after between, San Antonio, between San Antonio and Corpus, San, not San Marcos, it's too close, yeah. New Braunfels, Buda, I don't know. I don't I know it's to... like in, no, it, sorry, I'm thinking of like in between Austin and San Antonio, but. Yeah, are you gonna look it up? I'm I'm looking. I'm gonna look for that, like George West. Oh, yeah, I would not have (laughs) guessed that at all. 
I said Washington, but I guess I was thinking George Washington. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I think it was around that George, that George West area because that's what I was looking at because it's 187 miles from where I'm at right now currently. Mm-hmm. So, and I remember when I looked at the GPS, it said 183 miles, you know, to Brownsville. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. It was on Highway 37, off of Highway 37, I guess. But yeah, so those are my two semi-strangeness stories. Well, I don't necessarily have a, a strange, uh, high strangeness thing, uh, but just that, well, technically I do, but I'm actually going to save it. I don't know. I don't, I'm like debating whether I want to say it today or wait for an episode closer to my deep dive um, or closer to next month. That's going to be a while. Maybe I won't. I don't think I can last that long. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll just say this one today. Uh, so so basically, was it last? Not last. Not this past weekend. Weekend before. Anyway, there's this um, like podcasting event that happened here, uh, and it was like RTX Fest. Uh, I guess it's like some podcast company, like Rooster. I don't know, Texas uh, something. Uh, but all that to say that my favorite podcast of all time, Bigfoot Collectors Club, um, came to Austin and they did a live show. And I felt bad for them because the live show was at like 10 o'clock in the morning. And so, so literally, yeah, no, like literally it was they were the first performers of, of like the day, basically. Like, so it was only Michelle in the front row going like, yeah. OK, I was too nervous to sit in the front. Collectors Club. I was too nervous to sit in the front. So I sat in the second row, mm. uh, but right smack in the middle, of course. <laughs> like second row, still nobody in the first row, but I was no. at least in the second row. No, there, I will say there was one other person or they call them um, like their fan base uh, Club Scouts because, yeah. Mm. Anyway, so but there was actually somebody who had the T-shirt and everything. He was front row. Um, I wasn't wearing mine. So I was like, I feel like I can't. Uh, but, and also I was just nervous cause I was like, Oh, what are they calling me? And then my ass volunteer distribute later on. Um, so all that, yeah. Um, so it was really cool to see them, you know, perform live. I like, and just to see them in person. Cause I feel like sometimes when you're listening to a podcast, it's almost like, like, you know, they're people, but you're just listening to them. So to see them like in person is always, you know, cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did their show like they regularly do and then they were going to do like a pop quiz and they had some prizes to give out so oh i probably should have gotten it should i go get it yeah did i tell you about it not that our listeners can see but you can see it hold on (laughs) see this would be a good clip for shorts on youtube oh yeah oh yeah maybe something I look like shit though. So or, uh, I literally look like Chucky doll right now. My hair is frizzy. It's like red. It's disgusting. Um, I'm like trying to fix it just in case I change my mind. <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, basically, in the middle of the podcast, they uh, Bat Squatch came in. Do you know who Bat Squatch is? The Sasquatch, like that's a bat. That's a bat. Yeah, um, I think it's a Texas thing. We'll have to uh. like. I've deep dive that later. Maybe never honestly heard of it. There's, okay. So then you have to listen to this episode because they had all, they were talking about all like Texas cryptids. I was like, mm. what the, f-? I didn't even know we had this many t- like cryptids. cryptids. Um, 
And so anyway, so that's, yeah, what the story like towards the end was just a whole bunch of Texas cryptids. But anyway, they, they were like, okay, yeah, like, so we have some prizes and like, we're going to ask some questions. And then they asked the, the guy who was like front row, he volunteered first. Um, and then, oh, and actually, sorry, I'm really bad at telling stories. <laughs> Here comes kitty cat. Why they decided to make an appearance after multiple episodes without one. That's true. Um, but yeah, at the very beginning, like he was like, Oh, are there any club scouts here? And like, I raised my hand, literally just me and one other guy. And there are some other, you know, people there, but they didn't listen to the show. I <laughs> this guess, guy's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Eagle scout actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I regretted raising my hand because then he's like, cool, we're going to need you guys later on in the show. I was like, fuck. Uh, but yeah, so then it was this and they did a little pop quiz and they, I felt bad for him cause he got the hard question. Uh, they asked him what year did Roswell take place? 1957. You know, I had that date in my head that I swear to, I'm not even kidding you. I had that date in my head. I don't remember now. I feel like or I was should. it 61. I no. feel like it was in the fifties, but 47. Uh, that's right yeah because i had said 50 yeah i was thinking 57 too i think he said 1952 uh but yeah it was 47 but he had he had obviously guessed wrong the first time so they're like oh multiple choice and i was like okay at least i'll get a multiple choice then uh and then they asked me it wasn't multiple choice but i already knew the answer they're like what does uap stand for i was like unidentified oh wait that's not (laughs) no not that one (laughs) that's a WAP. Um, yeah but anyway yeah i answered correctly um and i got a big can't foot? see it oh, i think foot. i see my face in the big foot. i know yeah i was gonna say here let me see if i <laughs> do that's oh, nice. still hard to see there no, it goes it. there it goes yeah but it's a little uh, bigfoot archie mcphee bigfoot action figure um but so they actually released that episode uh, this past Wednesday. So if anyone wants to listen to me stutter because I was so nervous and I forgot my name, um, <laughs> it's on the 46 minute and 20 second ish mark is where they're like, you with the pretty red hair. And then I got them. Like, I was, was like, what's your name? I was like, uh, Michelle. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. um, my name's uh, uh, Mike, Michael, no, uh, Ariel Fox. No, Michelle. his name is Michael, actually. Uh, uh, but yeah, the host's name is Michael. And then uh, I come out again at the very end, like 59, 20 seconds uh, for, I forgot for what. Oh, they, they asked if like anybody had any questions and nobody raised their hand. And so I felt bad for them. And so I raised my hand again. She would have been like, uh, yeah, just one question. We believe. You <laughs> low key drop that, just yeah. And then I, I had, well, I was texting Eric while all this kind of was happening too, not necessarily watching them, but after because I wanted to go do the meet and greet, but we had to have more expensive tickets, and so I didn't get to do that. Um, but anyway, that was my exciting update that happened because I got to see my favorite podcast live, and I won a Bigfoot, and it was great. That was it. Dope. And there's other things that happen, but I will save those maybe for I don't I don't know. Now I'm kind of like, should I 
do the past life regression instead of one of the stories? We'll do it. Sure. I'll leave some. De- well, um, yeah, I have two. This one's on the longer side, and I'll try and read it as quickly as possible. This one's called Cursed Land, Haunted Forest by Calligrapher Pit- Pitiful 3. Yeah. Uh, this is a true story. Are you sure? Usually if you start off with that, I don't believe you already. Yeah. Okay, this says, uh, this is a true story, and I've been kind of obsessing over what the fuck happened out there. I'll try to keep it as brief as possible without leaving out any key details. My wife's uncle, Jay, is what they're going to call him. Of course. Um, right? My wife's uncle, Jay, uh, bought some land just north of Spokane, Washington, with a friend and the family, uh, with a friend of a family who's going to be called Kay. Parentheses. So we got J and K. See, just kidding. See, that already tells me you're yeah. lying. Anyway, <laughs> oh, no. uh, it gets good. Let's see. They got in a. They got it at a significant discount because a nearby aluminum smelter had polluted the ground, and it was impossible to use the water beneath the ground. They had set up two plots, and each had a camper to live in. Jay had been progressively getting paranoid and saying people were stalking him and watching him in the trees. About three months ago into living there, a man wandering through the woods there had an interaction with Jay and ended up attacking him and breaking his jaw. Upon being arrested, the man said he was overcome with a desire to see if he could kill him with a single punch. Jesus. Two months later, Jay was murdered in his sleep on the couch in his camper. Kay found him and immediately ran as far away until until he stopped to call the cops. There was sufficient evidence of who did it, and they quickly caught the killer, who was a 19-year-old boy who said he was simply wanting his bike. He beat him to death with a power tool that was laying on the floor nearby, completely... Sorry, guys. Graphic. Uh, Yeah. Bashed his brains in. He was completely terrified at all times to be there alone. He had moved in with a family member until eight months later, he ended up with nowhere else to go and had to return. In constant fear, he finally convinced my pregnant wife and I to come stay with him. The second I turned off the highway onto the property, I was overcome with dread. There were at least 250 crows covering the dirt road. I know, right? Up to the property. And get it? Uh, Pun intended, but probably not tasteful. Sorry. Not not, not tasteful. Yeah, I didn't think about it until you said that. Uh, I didn't sleep whatsoever the first night. I stared into the forest, searching for the cause of my intense fear. The energy of this place was so uncomfortable, and I assumed it was simply just knowing Uncle Jay was killed there. Even the days were eerie. Never did I have a moment where I didn't feel watched here. My wife and I always had the sense of fear, especially after dark. Things sort of normalized for a while until one day Kay began puking and feeling very lightheaded all the time. I took him to the hospital and they said he was fine, probably the flu. At this point, it was the anniversary of Jay's murder. Three days after the date of Jay's death, Kay comes running out of the camper screaming, I can't breathe, waking my wife and I up and we run out to see what's wrong. Kay had gotten into his car and floored it, ugh, crashing into a nearby tree. 
I run up and peer through the window to see the most intense, most primal fear I've ever seen in someone's eyes. He was gasping and clutching his chest. Moments later, he breathed out one last time and he was dead. We gave him CPR for 30 minutes until EMS arrived. On July 10th, one year and three days after moving there with Jay, they were both dead. Now, it's only me and my wife alone on the property. Fuck that. Oh. (laughs) Right? Yeah, I know. I I mean, I guess if you can't move, but I would not want to be on there after two people. Yeah. I mean, take take the, the camper and take it somewhere else no i mean i mean they have two campers now technically uh now it's only me one can stay behind yeah true that's true i hope they they got a different camper and they didn't stay in jay's camper that would be awful okay uh it's only me and the wife alone on the property every moment living in fear and not understanding what happened here i don't know why we didn't leave right away well, uh, one yeah. day, seriously, okay. well, one day I come out to get fresh water from the from a drum we kept for water to smell the worst smell I've ever smelled. The water container had about a one inch opening on top and inside the water was bits and pieces of chipmunks, like spines and heads. They didn't fall in. Something ripped them apart before putting them inside. The nights were getting worse. after this was? Um, it doesn't, it doesn't say just, he just says like, oh, I I don't know why we didn't leave right away. And then just one day I came out to get the water. Um, so probably shortly after. Yeah. The nights were getting worse and worse. I never saw anything just always filled with unease and intense fear. I grew up deep in the mountains of North Idaho with the nearest town being 30 miles, miles away. Fear in the woods, even at night is new for me hearing crashing and footsteps every night. One night, my wife and I returned home to have the worst feeling I've ever felt. Everything looked different, although everything was right where we had left it and nothing seemed in place. Uh, Looking around, I suddenly see the orange, long-haired, manged cat sitting on a stump. The cat's eyes were so intense, fiery, almost glowing, but not quite. We started hearing branches snapping, pine needles crunching, seemingly from every direction. I'm still staring at this cat, almost frozen in fear. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I'm kind of like you. I'm like, oh, don't remember this part. Uh, Suddenly, a voice breaks out, echoing throughout the forest. Hello? Is anyone out there? A little girl, I thought. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Why does it always have to be children? Uh, Yeah. A little girl, I thought, but something was off. My wife yells back, hello? Are you okay? No, anybody? you're not supposed to respond. Yeah, no. And it says, anybody? And the voice had changed. Help, help me. We yell back several times without response. Somebody fucking help me. The most intense, shrieking, evil-sounding voice of a woman. I'm filled with more intense fear than I can ever describe. But my wife, she is overcome with the need to find this person. And she started to head off into the forest without a word. I grabbed her by the arm and tell her something isn't right and why won't she respond to us? She tries to break free from me and go off alone. I tell her to get in the truck and I'll grab the spotlights. We aren't going on foot. We roll the windows down and shine my intensely bright LED lights through the forest. We slowly creep down the road yelling back. As we get further down the road, the voice strikes out, Please, won't anyone fucking help me? Sounds are 
Sounds are difficult to pin down in the woods, but this one was very close. I hit the brakes and stop immediately. We shine the lights and yell back searching. No sign of anyone, when suddenly the voice explodes into the cabin of the vehicle as if somebody is right outside my window. Help me, somebody fucking help! Leaving my ears hurting and ringing. I hit the gas and didn't look back. I called the police when I hit the highway and afterwards they said that there was no one around. I picked up our stuff the next day and my wife gave birth the following day. We Jeez. never stayed there again. Yeah, right? We never stayed there again after the baby was born. What the hell could do these? I never even believed in paranormal things before, but I don't know what else happened. I mean, somebody in the comments was saying that um, that they're not from the area, but that they remember a serial, serial killer who buried like something like 11 women in the Shit. rural areas. Rural areas. Rural <laughs> fucking word, rural. dude. Um, but yeah, so... Could be that someone else was like, uh, how about that contaminated water you're talking about? But I mean, he says in the thing that there's like a barrel of water that they like it was fresh water kind of thing, not from underground, but um, yeah, and like of rainwater course, type thing, yeah, I guess because it kind of reminded me too, like the, the lechuzas are supposedly like one mm. of the things that they do is. I don't know if they, they use like a woman's voice to call out for a help. Baby, and they, no? A baby, you know? I know it for like sure it was a baby, term. but I didn't know if it was also like in the more uh, urban areas, they would use like uh, a woman's cry to lure victims to them. Or hear me out. I didn't do this on purpose. Bigfoot. <laughs> so apparently there's this, I mean, uh, I'm kidding. Maybe it's just a ghost I or a skinwalker. I didn't know or Bigfoot like. spoke words. No, so apparently, like, they, it's, like, a thing where, um, well, that whole feeling that, that they're saying of, like, they felt fear, but they didn't know where it was coming from oh, or whatever. Yeah. That I've heard people, like, talk about, like, when a Bigfoot encounter happens, no? Yeah, they get this feeling of dread, but uh, actually, Bryce from Bigfoot Collectors Club, because he also does, he's the host of a show, Finding Bigfoot insert i can't remember yes um but he was or i guess they they were talking about how like because even tigers it's like this super low uh oh grumble like growl yeah like you can't like the human ear can't detect it because it's so low but it like ignites like this like fear in their prey and or people and supposedly bigfoot may have that ability um and like the twigs snapping and all that like that's also bigfoot so but yeah i don't think they've ever heard like a woman's voice for bigfoot so i don't know yeah that was weird i thought it was weird like i said it was a little bit long but uh it got kind of dark so i apologize for the murder <laughs> <laughs> okay so this one is from ghost stories by user lola bunny 3000 and the title is My Nurse Was a Ghost. Hmm. Spoiler alert. In 2020. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, too long didn't read. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, okay. It said that I lost connection and then reconnected. Uh, my Nurse Was a Ghost. Uh, oh, yeah. Spoiler. Too long didn't read. My Nurse Was a Ghost. In 2020, at the beginning of COVID, I had just given birth. 
At this time, I could only have one other person in the room with my entire stay at the hospital. Of course, my kid's father was there. But like the third day, he left to clean up our house and get everything prepared for me and baby. I had gotten sick and had a C-section, so I had to stay for about four to five days. Technically, I guess, usually C-sections usually stay about three to four days, so it's not too unusual. Too far off. Yeah. Well, while he was away, a nurse named Kelly said she would be helping me helping me throughout the day and spending time with me so I don't feel lonely while dad is gone. I couldn't really hold my baby due to being me being sick and the pain from the C-section and the pain from the C-section, so my nurse would come in every time it was time to feed. I noticed when they came in, they wouldn't acknowledge Kelly and she would go to the farthest part of the room. Oh, that's already like a well, no. Uh, farthest part of the room and I'll I'll explain why in a second and she would tell me I'm just going to get out of the way now she did tell me that she didn't specialize in what they what they did she was just for comfort so I didn't question anything the entire day she was so helpful and encouraging to me I really believe I wouldn't I would have broken down if she wasn't in there with me she was such a sweetheart well, after about five or six hours, she told me she had to leave and that she would come visit me before her shift was over to see how I was doing. She hugged me and blew a kiss at my baby and walked out of the room. Later that night, dad came back and he was very upset. He told me some stuff happened with his mom and that he was sorry he took so long. I was upset, but I told him a nurse named Kelly kept me company. As I'm telling him about her, my nurse is changing my sheets and she's like, who's Kelly? I explain and she's like, and she said that nobody named Kelly was in my room or working that day. So I instantly thought about those women who would pretend to be nurses and kidnap children. (gasps) That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But my nurse told me that I may be hallucinating and she told my doctor. Oh, fucking great. Oh, wow. Can't win. Yeah. I talked to my doctor and he said the same thing. Yeah, you're fucking hallucinating, lady. Or unless he's talking about the baby stealing thing. Uh, I mean, maybe like when she just woke up from, but even then, like, unless they put her under, under for for the C section, which they typically don't do, uh, like, I guess she could be loopy from the drugs after, but like I said, typically they do just like, uh, um, what's it called? Epidural, like sleep, like put her lower half to sleep, basically, or paralyzer, <laughs> numb her mm-hmm. up from the maybe uh, lower abdomen, I guess, down. Just basically the hips and stuff, anywhere yeah. that, that can cause pain. Um, and that's it and and usually they're awake in the delivery like when they're cutting them open so they can feel all the pulling and shit but you know not the pain Mm -hmm. um so yeah uh she told my doctor i talked to my doctor and he said the same thing well a couple hours later a nurse that i didn't recognize came in my room and said i know this might sound crazy but everyone on the floor is talking about you seeing kelly I said, yeah, she was, oh, dude, I just got chills for some reason. I said, yeah, she was here with me for like seven hours today. She helped out a lot. 
We're smiling and laughing while I was telling her about Kelly and how sweet and funny she was. Then she pulled up. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, dude. my God. What? Dude, that's the not thing fair. Is like, well, I haven't because well, I haven't read this. So I'm okay. So, okay, guys. So I'm literally I'm, and I'm fucking this up for you guys, too. So I'm literally reading the story. For the uh, first time. right I, yeah, now. I, yeah. I didn't pre-read this. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Well, a couple hours later, a nurse that I didn't recognize came in my room and said, I know this might sound crazy, but everyone on the floor is talking about you seeing Kelly. I said, yeah, she was here with me for like seven hours today. She helped me out a lot. We're smiling and laughing while I was telling her about Kelly and how sweet and funny she was. Then she pulled up her phone and showed me pictures of her and Kelly that looked like that looked to be maybe early 2000s. I was smiling knowing that I wasn't hallucinating. Then she sat down and told me Kelly died over 10 years ago from domestic Jesus. violence with her boyfriend. I wasn't too shocked because my entire life I've been dealing with with, par- with the paranormal. But I got chills because I never had an encounter this deep. Well, the lady gave me a hug and started crying saying, now I know that she's okay. Since that day, I've been wondering why did Kelly come see me in my room and help me? I kind of wish I could see her again. Uh, and somebody said, she chose you because you re- you needed her. I really did. And then that is such a special experience. My nanny maternal grandmother passed away when I was about seven months pregnant. When I was in labor, my blood pressure dropped suddenly. Nurses started rushing around. The machine was beeping loudly. The machine was beeping loudly. I could hear my husband panicking and asking what was happening and then telling him he needed to step aside. I felt like I was about to lose consciousness when I heard her voice in my ear. It's going to be all right, darling, darling. The beep stopped. My heart rate returned to normal and everything was fine. It happened so fast, but it was like my own private little bubble with her one more time. Hmm. But yeah, that was crazy, dude. Yeah. So I apologize for ruining a little bit like that, but I was reading it for the first time with you guys, and it was just crazy. That person had impeccable punctuation. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, the story was, you guys didn't, well, I, mean, I don't know if I should even say this. I was going to say, you guys didn't hear this, but I just read one that just, was a dud. Yeah. yeah. I, I attempted one, and I was just like, no, this is bad. Like, don't, don't even put it in. So this yeah. is technically the first one you're hearing, but I already read one, and it was not yeah. good. So we cut it. <laughs> It was not even the description of what they were seeing. Honestly, I was confused, but yeah. trying really, really hard, but I could the, not. Yeah, no. So this was like when good. I read it, I was like, I think I get it. And then I read it out loud. I was like, I don't get it. And, yeah. I, and like, I could kind of see your face. You were like trying to follow, but yeah. 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 But was, yeah. This one was definitely good. Um, I don't know. I, I, maybe it's just because. I'm into the paranormal or I know I've seen shit that I wouldn't have immediately been like, Oh, you're hallucinating. Although, yeah, it, you know, maybe I should like, should consider those things. But, uh, I don't know. Cause like when people would like, when old people would say that in the, our patients would say that in the nursing home, like my immediate thought wasn't to jump to, Oh, they're hallucinating. But I mean, some of them very mal- very well may have been, but at the same time, I wouldn't want to dismiss it just because of like I've seen shit there. So like, and I yeah. know I'm not seeing stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Maybe you're hallucinating, Eric. Just Maybe. Kidding. No, that that's crazy though. Like to like uh, to have that clear, I guess, of a of a experience, and then for mm-hmm. seven hours, like. 
you would think, okay, maybe she came in once and did something super sweet and like that was kind of it, but for a whole seven hours. Yeah. Um and and the reason Yeah. How you wrote, I'm sorry. Oh no no. Like how you I don't know. I guess in my mind I'm like, no, a ghost is like you can see through them or you can tell when it's just a ghost, but I don't know. Or if she says that she's always had experiences with the paranormal, maybe she's just yeah. able to see them clearer. Better. And yeah. But Yeah. I you know, and just to have the validation of like everybody's thinking I'm crazy and then this one nurse comes in and be like, dude, she was my best friend. Yeah. I have pictures of her, this is her that you know, and stuff like that. And just giving you that validation I think is I would just be like, all right, cool. I'm not fucking crazy. Yeah, like, despite what everybody says. Yeah. Doc, take that held all away. Get that shit out of here. I don't want it. Yeah. Um, And the, the reason I was saying it was kind of funny was because, like, the way she described the nurse going in there and then kind of just moving away when the doctors and everybody was coming in and, and stuff like mm. that was because when grandma got sick, well, when grandma had her surgery to remove the cancer from her pancreas and she was up in that hospital and she ended up being in there forever because they ended up finding lung cancer there too. Um, the way I found out that she had lung cancer was not because any of the nurses had told me yet, but, you know, I was in there with grandma and I think one of the nurses was in there doing something with her. I must have been wearing uh, the same color scrubs as of the radiology department or some shit again. Cause uh-huh. I, I apparently do that all the time. <laughs> uh, and I was standing in the room, uh, but I was standing kind of away from her. I wasn't extra because I was letting the nurse do her thing. And the doctor came in with his, uh, um, residents or with his, you know, yeah, yeah. I guess they were like residents. Yeah. Uh huh. And they were discussing grandma's case. So I'm listening to everything they're fucking saying and talking about how they found a, you know, a tumor in her lung. And I'm just like, holy shit, what the fuck? I didn't know this. And they're saying all this stuff, not realizing that I'm the family member. Yeah. And so they're discussing it amongst themselves. And I was just like, okay, just like waiting. And I, and I figure, well, maybe they're saying it next to me to let me know too, but nobody ever spoke directly to me. Yeah. And I kind of didn't want to interrupt them because I was trying to get all the, it's being chismoso and trying to get all the, you know, <laughs> nosy and trying to get all the info that I could. Yeah. And then they walk out and I'm like, wait a fucking minute. I need somebody to talk to me because they just told me that they found more cancer, you know? Yeah. So I go out there and I, and I was like, I went up to the doctor. I was like, sir, I, you know, I apologize, but um, did you say my grandmother has, do you found another tumor? And he was like, um, who are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm her grandson. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. He goes, I thought you were an employee. And uh, I was like, no, I'm, I'm her grandson. I just want to make sure that I understood everything you just said. And I said back to, to him what he, what he told his residents and he was like, yes, you know, they found this, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And he explained everything to me. And I was like, okay. Uh, all right. Well, thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. And he's like, and again, I apologize. And I was like, no, 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 it's okay. I understand I'm in scrubs and stuff. So it, I, it's, you know, shit happens yeah. basically. So like when, when they talk, when she talks about how, you know, the nurse like kind of moved to the back of the room, Yeah. you know, I, 
I was like, well, you know, if the the nurses did see her, you know, they probably just they could have thought, oh, maybe it's just a family member or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Because it happened to me, except they didn't think I was a family member. They thought I was a, an employee and just, you know, it was a, that was a crazy, you know. I didn't know that. that. I, think, yeah. I don't think you have you ever shared that. Um, Or if you did. I think I, I might have told that. I don't know if I ever told you. I don't think you have. It was the first time. That yeah. was like straight out of a TV show. Yeah, dude. It was crazy. Yeah. Damn. Well, I mean, kind of glad you were there and yeah. they thought you were an employee. I have I have one that's kind of two, technically, because mm-hmm. uh, uh, the first one was, it was kind of a question. They talked about their experience, but it was kind of a question. So obviously people commented. Uh, and then one of the comments was just also a pretty scary story so let's call this one one of yours and then uh hopefully it's long enough to extend out and also need to talk about something that happened to me too so well we'll have time um okay so this one is by gooseman 2069 and it says has anyone else had a gut feeling that turned out to be something horrific uh, and the title had caught my eye because you're always like, yeah, I just like think bad things and then they happen. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it caught my attention. But it's not necessarily like the same thing, kind of. Okay. So it says, uh, back about six or seven years ago, me and my grandma were looking at open houses. Just something that we did to pass time. But this time, for some reason, it was off. We entered a newly looking house, I guess renovated um looking house but as soon as we entered we both got a very eerie feeling and looked at each other saying something was not right they had this little sort of small door maybe that was more likely a storage place but was very odd to see due to the location we live turns out we found out someone had been hiding bodies in that small storage very creepy to think about just wondering if anyone had any similar experiences feeling some sort of negative energy that made us leave um, so that was that. And obviously, like I said, they asked that question of like, has anyone else kind of felt something and felt it was off? And so this comment um, got a whole bunch of likes, too, because it was pretty creepy. It says, I remember my ex-wife and I were going to a hunting cabin in the woods. It's always the woods. Man, I love the woods so much, but it scares me, Just I guess. Don't know what's in there, dude. Yeah. Bigfoot. Um I remember my ex-wife and I were going hunting to a cabin in the woods that we frequented while we were dating. We were happy to get out of the city and into some quiet and had a fun ride up there. But the second we got out of the car, my guts wrenched and it was a feeling I hadn't had before. I know she felt something too because she cast me a nervous glance. Everything seemed heavy, even the air seemed wrong somehow. But we continued into the cabin trying to shake off the bad vibes. Pretty soon, the mood changed, and we were at each other's throats, just bickering over nothing. I began to get violent imagery that would pop in my head. Horrible scenes with lots of blood. Finally, at about seven, I told her that I was going to bed, and the images were finally getting, were really getting to me. So, we go to bed. I'm about to drift off, and she latches onto my arm and tells me that she heard the guest door Ugh, the guest room door open. I told her that the cabin was old and will make noises. I almost drifted off again, uh, but she latched back onto my arm and was slightly hitting me, telling me to get my gun and someone was just outside the door. 
In this cabin, there was a floorboard that always creaked when someone stepped on it, and she said she had heard that. Not being able to explain that I not being able to explain that, I take my pistol and kick the door, which is cracked open, so if someone was on the other side, it would strike them and take them off guard. I stepped out fully expecting to shoot some <laughs> uh, shoot some meth head, but there was no one, and all the drawers in the entertainment center were open. Uh. I yeah. I moved to the kitchen and found all the cabinets open, even the oven and fridge. We packed up everything and left in a hurry. Didn't come back for almost a year. Let this be a lesson to you. Listen to those gut feelings. Um, and one of the comments is like, you went back? <laughs> um, and they said, never had something that bad happen again. Also got tired of my father-in-law calling me a coward for not facing my fears. What an asshole. Uh, but yeah. I mean, everyone's just saying like, yeah, like trust your gut, like, we still have animal instincts, you know, from back in the day. So if you have that, well, also there's a book called gift of fear. Have you heard about that? Mm-mm. You, yeah. It's, I mean, it's just talking about, yeah, how you should trust your instinct and don't let your guard down. I mean, obviously like be able to relax, but still kind of be on guard. Don't be stupid about your safety basically. Yeah. Um. So that was that. Uh, and yeah, I guess since uh, <laughs> two of your stories were a bust, I'm going to talk about uh, something personal. Um, yeah, I guess. So, okay. I have been talking about how I wanted to get a uh, past life regression for a while now. And I, one, just kind of felt like I couldn't actually get hypnotized. And two... Um, especially for something like that, I wanted it to be with someone who like I trusted and that maybe I've worked with before or that had glowing recommendations, uh, but I never pulled the trigger. And then finally, um, uh, Jesse is someone who I've worked with for, for other things, um, said that he was going to start offering past life regression, that he'd been doing it before for his clients. Um, but was going to now offer it like as a one-time uh, like the offering kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, cool. Well, love Jesse. He's great. Like I trust him. I've worked with him before. So this is perfect. And I honestly didn't really know what to expect. Uh, like, well, I guess I expected to get hypnotized and be like completely out and then just kind of like talk out of my ass kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like just, yeah. Um, and then like go back and like hear the recordings, I guess. But there was no recording. Uh, and when I got there, he was like, do you have any questions about like what we're about to do? And I was like, I mean, yeah, all of it. I don't know what we're <laughs> what we're about to do. And I'm kind of um, nervous about it. And I feel like I can't get hypnotized and stuff. And he's like, oh, like it's uh, it's nothing like that. Um, you're actually I'm trying to also find. Here it is. Um, he's like, you're we're going to kind of just essentially get into like a meditative state. He's like, you're going to be fully aware of what's going on around. You'll hear my voice. You're still going to be able to hear like ambient noises, like, you know, cars outside or birds or like whatever. Um, You're not going to be completely under. And he explained it kind of like the in-between space of like when you're about to drift off to sleep versus like Like what happens, like where I feel like I've seen most of this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, 
he's like, that's that's kind of where you're going to be at. And I was like, okay, think. I again, honestly, I'll be completely honest in the back of my head. I was like, I still kind of think it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know what to expect. And let me I'll, I'll kind of like preface all of this, too, with. I obviously I want to believe a lot of the, a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes, yeah, I am skeptical. This has always been something that especially because it's like so mind like it has to you know has to do with your mind and like supposedly past lives and stuff uh whether i'm making it up in my brain or not like at the end of the day everything that came up were things that i needed that i have needed to like work on and work past and it was it was if anything it was like a form of therapy does that make sense like, yeah. yeah, you can do talk therapy, you can do like physical therapy, like all types of, you know, whatever kinds of therapy. This just, if it's all bullshit, let's say, uh, it still felt like a form of therapy and it still helped me. So at the end of the day, I think that that's, that's what's most important. Um, but so basically laying on a table, uh, he uh, is like, okay, you're walking through a forest, you find this cabin, in this cabin there's like a basement, and you're gonna, or a cellar, uh, and you're gonna walk down those steps, and he basically counted Fuck down- Fuck I the- am. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, uh, but he basically counted down, like each step was 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and once I was in one, I was in, in it, basically. Um, and I- can only explain it as like my imagination took over uh but because it was like one of those like okay you're seeing everything in your mind's eye or you're imagining it you're like you're seeing it in your head basically i'm not seeing it's not clear it's just like a yeah when you use your imagination although i know some people you can be like oh yeah or i I joke about this all the time like i'll tell carlos like what if we put this painting here this piece of furniture here and he's like i can't see it i'm like what do you mean like just imagine it like picture it he's like i can't like i need to physically see it whereas like i can no i can imagine that being there anyway that's the only way that i can kind of explain it um but basically he was saying like in this cellar there's three doors uh or he i'm sorry he did not say that he did not say how many doors he just said there's doors I saw three doors and the weird thing was that I would start seeing these things and it was almost like he already knew what to ask me because he could like see what I was seeing. It was fucking weird. Um, But basically uh, it was a matter of, I was going to step into a door and um, I was going to be a different person obviously. And then I had, he would ask me questions. Uh, So in the first door, I walked in and I was in a field and it was like the grass was like super bright green and it was it was just like a big open field but on or like a clearing maybe but on either side was like forests and trees um and just like thick forests and trees like you couldn't see past or like too deep in it was just you know dark forest but not creepy just dark and then there was this big ass boulder that I was standing next to and like kind of like leaning my back against kind of thing uh, and he's, you know, so he tells me to, to talk about what I'm seeing and that's, that's what I'm seeing. And I'm going to be looking kind of down and maybe thinking a little bit cause I'm looking at the notes that he wrote and sent to me, um, uh, to get more details, I guess. But so basically he was like, okay, well, who are you? And I was a boy and my name was Max and I was like about like 18, 
or like later teens, 17, 18, 19, something like that. Um, and I was like a, a f- like a farmer boy kind of thing. Like my, my parents are farmers and uh, that I, you know, I don't know, I think we had like a farm with corn and like a goat and a cow. Like it wasn't anything big. Um, but um, so he's like, okay, well, like what, what's going on? Like, what are you doing? I was like, I like this, this field is like my little like quiet space. Like this is where I go to escape. And he's like, what are you escaping from? And I said, um, the, but like my father, I get like my father is abusive. And like, I just don't like being at home. Like he, like, my mom doesn't, you know, stand up for any of us either. And it's just like a toxic environment at home kind of thing. And so I run away basically to this these woods because it's my peace. And he's like, okay, well, what are you wanting to do? And I was like, I just want to run away. Like I want to get away. And he's like, okay, well, let's fast forward. And I fast forward and he's like, okay, where are you? And I was like, I'm in a bunker and I'm a soldier. Like I left home. I thought this was what I needed to do. You know, it was like an excuse to leave. Um, and he's like, do you know which which war? And I, or he's like, what year is it? I was like, I think it's like super late, like 1800s or really early 1900s. And he's mm-hmm. like, what does your uniform look like? One. Yes. So it was like, well, he's like, what does your uniform look like? And it was, I mean, honestly, like it looked exactly like um, <laughs> my Chemical Romance music video. No, uh, ghost been, of you yeah. like that was a uniform with like the you know the helmets that have like the brim that goes all the way around that's super rounded and stuff so yeah those are definitely world war one type helmets because world war two helmets came down a little bit more oh yeah and that and and the so the creepy thing about after it is like i thought you were about to say civil war dude no um so that I will say that is one thing too that uh, he said is like you, we're just hitting three or he, again I don't know why I keep saying that he said three he never said three um, but we're just gonna hit like however many lives we can but they're like essentially like there could be more kind of thing you just don't we're not you're gonna get like what you need the most like right now basically or what lesson um, so yeah that was that was the first one and. He was like, so I was, I was in a, like a ditch basically. Um, and like bombs are just going off gunfire, like all the things and I'm just freaking the fuck out and like leaning on in like, on like a rock, basically. Like I was leaning on that rock before, like that's kind of what brought me comfort and peace, I guess. Um, and he's like, all right, now fast forward to your death. And I was like, fucking a fuck. Dude, yeah. Uh, and I just start like, I start bawling. Like I, it was, it was weird how like I was legit scared I was I was terrified I was sad and I was like knowing that I was gonna die like in this ditch kind of thing um and yeah no exactly I mean it's exactly that helmet and and okay so then that was the other thing is like okay yes I know obviously world war one happened before world war two before you know whatever but if you ask me what time period like Sorry, I guess I didn't pay attention in high school um, long yeah. enough, so I don't exactly know when. Um, because the other thing that you described to me too that was like World War One was the ditches or the trenches, because that's how they yeah. fought. They fought in trenches in World War One was a lot of trench warfare. Yeah, and so well, like the what 
I also later on I like Googled when the war started and it was um yeah, I mean essentially early nineteen early nineteen hundreds. Yeah. Um so that was validation for me, I guess. Um but basically well yeah, so so like I said, when he's like, Okay, fast forward to your death and like I kind of started losing it, he's like, Okay, you have to like detach yourself from like now now you're not you're not Max anymore. You're just like looking at him. Like what, what lesson does Max, because I, like, I couldn't stay in it cause I was just feeling it all over again. And the mm. super weird thing was, is like, I already had my hands on my stomach. Cause that's just like how I laid down like a fucking you vampire. Got shot kind of in your stomach. I got shot in my stomach, but before he even asked me, how are you dying? I was clenching at my stomach like hard. And then, yeah. And he was like, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, he knew what to ask me cause I was already seeing it. And so I'm it like clenching. Me, sorry. It just reminds me of, uh. When the guy gets shot in Saving Private Ryan, because he gets shot, he oh. gets shot in the gut. So he's oh, like, it's all there. spilling out though, isn't it? Or am I thinking no, something else? No, no, oh. that was at the beginning of the movie. Oh. One of the guys gets—I uh, don't know if he gets like a grenade or so something happens. It's when they're storming the beach. Yeah, uh, like yeah, his guts oh. are all out, and the, I think the priest is like praying over him and, oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. No, but the other guy, the medic, actually later on in the movie gets shot in the stomach, and he's like. They're trying to hold pressure, and they end up giving a bunch of morphine to just help him pass away. Mm. Well, no, I don't. I my guts weren't spilling out or anything, but I, yeah, I, I, and I, I couldn't tell if I had gotten shot or stabbed. I did find it weird though that I did have, I have had dreams where I've been stabbed and shot, and it's always in the stomach. And I think I've told you too, like those dreams where it's like I've never been stabbed, but I, I felt it. I, I I know what feel, being stabbed feels like, even though I've never been stabbed before. And like part of me is like, is this why? Um, but anyway, so basically, um, oh, just sorry again. I want to just. I think because of the kind of warfare there was, it was a lot of trench warfare. So like, if you like, you would have to get over a certain like, you know, no man or dead man's no man's no. land, dead man, oh, yeah, something yeah. like that. But I, I want to say they also used a lot of bayonets. Yeah, back then in their on their rifles, so it would make a lot of sense if is that both, is how you maybe? got that you got yeah that you got shot and stabbed in your, you know, in your stomach. Yeah, well, that's basically how I died. But he was like, okay, well, what what lesson were you supposed to like learn basically from from that? And um, the it was a, or I guess like what he told me or like what I just knew. And what I said out loud was like, don't try and escape, like, don't run away from like your problems, basically, because like reevaluate what you think is bad. Um, And like, I mean, honestly, like that hit home for me because I mean, I've talked about many times where it's like when shit hits the fan, like I just want to run away. Like I want to escape. Like I I don't want to deal with my problems um, because that just seems so much harder than if I just ran away and like started a new life somewhere. But that's not (laughs) possible. Um, So I really felt like that was was this that feeling that I have all the time. Like I just want to run away versus like dealing with my problems. But I feel like I'm, I'm doing much better about like yeah, dealing with my problems. But that is definitely like a life lesson that has uh, taken me 30 something years to to figure out. But still working on it. But that was so yeah, that was that life. And um, he's like, all right, 
get the fuck out of there go back into the hallway uh with the door and um and as soon and it was like crazy because as soon as I like stepped back in the hallway it's just like my my body like relaxed again because I was like tense and like I said like crying and stuff Mm -hmm. uh but I already didn't want to go in the second door because I knew I wasn't gonna like that door either um and so I it looked like um I should say I guess the first door was like a wooden door like I don't know, like a whole bunch of like two by fours or kind of like just thick pieces of wood with like iron across just an old looking door. This one was more um, like metal, almost like a cathedral. I don't know how do you like with a point on top and like mm-hmm. arch kind of comes yeah. in um, with like a little uh, metal, like iron with a, a little window. Door. Yes, it was a jail cell door. So a window with uh, bars. And yes, that's why I didn't want to go in because I already knew. I was going to be some sort of prisoner or something. In and, yeah, Ireland? Not in Ireland. Uh, close enough, though. Uh, but, oh, and I, I, I forgot to mention that, um, did I say? I don't think I said where I was. I, I think I was. I think I was in the States in the first one. This one I was not. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, I was in a prison or like some sort I think, of like I think, dungeon. Sorry. I think I just assumed the States because of what we've been told about us being together in a life where mm. we were you know. Yeah. No, I, I'm 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 pretty sure it was because this one I could tell right away that I was not. Even though like I couldn't necessarily see around me, but there's like I was in a castle basically. Um but yeah, I was being held held captive because I stole bread. Um but I was <laughs> what? Oh, because of what we uh, j- uh, kill Mainham Jail. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, but it wasn't Ireland. I was in England. Um, but yeah, I I stole bread. But Close I like, enough, right? Um, I was like around twenty eight years old, like super late twenties, early thirties. Uh, female. I was like a servant or or not a slave but a servant um my name was maggie i did mm-hmm. think it was weird that the first one was max and then this one was maggie because they both started and with M's also. yeah i know it was weird but the last well, guy was not the, okay well i'll let you go no it's because i was trying to think too like in kilmainham didn't at one point they also they also shipped a bunch of people to like england at one point i don't know but i i, I promise you it was in in Ireland, unless no, know, they shift me off as like a That's servant. That's what I'm saying. Oh, no, no, no. But, I was saying like, oh, like maybe you were in Kilmainham at some point and then you were like shipped to England. No, oh, no, because I worked for the king or I was like part of oh, the, I was like shit. a servant for the king. And well, no, 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 no. Like I didn't like, not directly, but just like mm-hmm. someone who worked in the, in the kingdom. kingdom. Like, yeah. Um, But yeah, like I had, I had basically been there since I was a little girl um, because I had I had a mom, a dad, and a brother, but like dad was super sick and couldn't work and was like basically bedridden. So everyone had to pull their own weight. So that's why I, you know, not was like sold off, but like yeah, basically. I worked for the king and would and would that tracks yeah yeah and would bring back you know money and stuff for my for my family. Um, but because of that, like my. I was the main provider for my family and my family was struggling and hungry. So I was like, well, no one's going to eat this moldy piece of or slight, like loaf of bread. So I'm just going to take it. Well, they caught me doing that. And that's why they put me in jail. Um, 
But he's like, I wasn't a bad person. I was just like, well, this is going to go to waste and get thrown out. Yeah. And trying to take care of my family. And um, so he's like, okay, well, what, like, what's going on in the cell? And I was like, I'm just, I'm just scared. I'm like waiting to hear back if they're going to whip me or kill me or like what's going to happen. And he's like, is there a guard there? And um, I was like, yeah, I was like, but he's not like, he's not mean to me. Like, like I was, I was known around, you know what I mean? Like I was a good person. Like I was known around. So he wasn't mistreating me, but I was still a prisoner. So he, he was doing his job. Um, so then he's like, all right, fast forward to your death. And I was like, son of a bitch, here we go again. I start crying, but not nearly as bad. The first one was really bad. I feel like, um, and I felt like I was a little more prepared for this one, but yeah, there was no just like a whipping or anything. They straight up just hung me. Um, because no one steals from the king is what I said or what I guess they had told me. And it wasn't like a direct, like the king had sentenced me. It was like, you know, whatever, like their court. Yeah. Um, and he, he didn't ask me what king, but I remember thinking, uh, a king, one of the king, I mean, there's like 20 King Henry's, but King Henry, I don't think he wrote it. No, because I didn't tell him, uh, the seventh and then or something i'm pretty sure and then um yeah so then it was like okay what was the lesson that you're supposed to take from that and it was basically like yes take care of your family but not at the cost for of yourself um which i felt like i was with work like just working because i felt like that's that gave me value and like i need to provide and i need to like do these things but um I think this lesson I kind of already have learned to an extent ish, but um, yeah, like just relax and everything will be okay. But, um, and that she was just like, it wasn't your fault. Um, and yeah, and just relax. Everything will be okay. And I think feel like you could learn from this, <laughs> this yeah. life too. But, um, and I promise like, I literally like it's written here. I'm not making that up. Like the, it says lessons, and in quotes, because this is what I said, was take care of family, but not at the cost of yourself. It wasn't your fault. And just relax and everything will be okay. Like Just trust the process, I guess. But um, I was desperate and I stole and that was the wrong thing to do. And then that cost me my life and being my family's sole provider. And now my family was fucked too. So that was that life. Still traumatizing and it sucked. Um, so then we go back out into the hallway and I was like, fuck this. I'm like, done (laughs) but he's like do you want to do one more life like you can say no and i was like no let's let's just do it i know it was a very plain looking door like white one of these like white doors that i'm sitting right next to like there's nothing special about it and i walk through it and i'm a man again and this time my name is richard though and i was about like 25 ish 30 like somewhere in there I, i could tell that it was the 19 like 50s ish Everything just looked like mustard yellow and brown. Like it had this like almost like a sepia tone. Like I was everything about was, to say like sepia. Yeah, everything mm-hmm. was was just like yeah, like yeah, sepia toned like mustard brown, mustard brown and and those kinds of colors, I guess. And I was just like looking out the window of my house, and like my mom was in the kitchen, and but I was like this adult, but still living at home and just very bored with my life. Um, let me see. 
um, and then he's like, yeah, do you have any, like, any other parents? I was like, no, my, my dad, I said that my dad was a police officer and he was shot when, and killed when I was like 17. So it was just me and my mom. And, um, but we don't like, me and my mom don't have like a great relationship. Uh, I lived like in a super small town, like in Minnesota, I guess. I didn't remember saying that, but I said Minnesota and like where everyone knows each other. And I was, uh, I hated my job and I felt lost and I was like a appliance salesman kind of like, I didn't give a shit. I was just trying to sell appliances and live, I guess. Uh, but yeah, that life felt like really, what's my tummy? Oh, I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> but yeah, so life just felt super dull and mundane and just repetitive and I wanted excitement. So I was like contemplating doing bad things. And Jesse was like, what kind of bad things? I'm like, nothing violent, just but like stealing things or like breaking into a car, or, like a house. And and, uh, and then I remember laughing to myself because like thinking in my his brain, my brain, like you're not going to do it. Like it's stupid. Like you're not like thinking like, OK, I'm going to do this and I, I can sneak into someone's house and then just being like, you're not going to do it. And so I said that, said it in that tone too. Like he's not gonna, he's not gonna do anything. Like he's, a, he's a little bitch. He's not gonna do anything. Um, and and like so then he was like, okay, fast forward to your death. And I was like, even his death was boring. Like he just died alone, like in a hospital bed, like nothing. Like his entire life was just not flat. You know, like there's no peaks and valleys or like excitements, and it was just all very mundane and just kind of there um and yeah so then he's like okay well what was the lesson and like the first thing out of my mouth was do something do it but don't be destructive but um take calculated risks and um yeah so that is also something I'm still working well I mean I feel like I've there's been things where you know I have taken those risks but starting business yeah, like I think I'm just now kind of getting there of like saying fuck it. All right. I'm literally unemployed technically right now. Um and I'm running my business and hopefully like that works, but that's a risk that I have been wanting to take and now I'm taking it and so I mean like yeah, like I said, a lot of, again, I'll wrap that up with oh, well that was basically the end of it. I go back up the stairs of that cellar and out, you know, of the little cabin and out back through the woods that I was walking through and kind of come back into reality, I guess. But, um, yeah, like I said at the very beginning, even if I made this all up in my head, it was still for me beneficial and, um, helped me process some stuff and like really think about, I guess my life choices and my future life choices and whatnot. Um, and if these were past lives, I can see why I'm still struggle or I still struggled in this life um, with some of them because yeah, they're obviously not the exact scenarios, but uh, just have taken different forms, I guess. And yeah, I don't know. That was basically it. I mean, we kind of talked about it some more and, uh, I, I brought up the the Maggie one and like I was like I was legitimately like pissed. I was like I was 
so frustrated because I was like, I was good. Like they know that I was good and I was a great employee and like they didn't even give a shit. They just killed me. And then he's like, and most employers don't care. And I, was, I know, no, they, that exactly. And that's why he, I, I assume that's what, you know, why he said it, like, or what he was getting at. And I was like, yeah, literally every job that I've had, like, they use and abuse you. Not every, I shouldn't say not every job. Obviously, there are jobs that I love, like my nan, well, yeah, two my nanny jobs, I guess, where I've actually been taken care of. But, you know, the majority of, of jobs and bosses that I've had, like they will take advantage of you and you work your ass off for them. And like, they don't give a fuck. They're going to take advantage. And as long as you don't speak up or you don't quit, like they're just going to keep doing it. And that, yeah, I mean, that was like a big one. And like, I was all mad about this past life. And he's like, no, you're still dealing with it. I mean, obviously not anymore, but like you still dealt with it in this life too. Like they don't give a fuck. Um, So yeah, it was like all that, you know, and I cost my family, well, and my life, right? But, um, yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought it was super interesting. Um, I would definitely recommend, like, if anyone's going to do it, like, obviously do it with someone that you trust. Um, and even if it's all bullshit and I made it up in my head, it was still an interesting way, I guess, of process. Yeah, therapeutic and an interesting way of, like, processing thoughts and feelings and, you know whatnot but yeah I, I did end up you know googling some stuff and like f- yes figured out or f- saw that world war one you know started around that time which would track because if i was like a teenager in the late 1800s and then we fast forward to my death like i would assume that i was probably a couple years um older and then yeah the king henry uh era oh because i told him i think uh 1500s and that was king henry the seventh i think if i'm not mistaken 1500s um then i googled like punishments for like certain things and yeah i mean stealing bread was like Mm -hmm. literally i read an article that was like oh yeah something as simple as stealing bread like you could get uh whipped for and then another article said hung for and stuff like that and um the only one the only guy that i couldn't really I guess kind of find any validation or anything like that was uh, this guy from Minnesota. The boring Richard Appliance guy. Yeah. I was like, I needed that to end it because like the first two were so fucking intense that I was like, I just needed something boring, I guess, because it's too much. But yeah, that was, that was that. Um, And yeah, it was not, it was like, everything i expected it to be but also not at all what i expected it to be if that makes sense yeah Um, and i could definitely feel that especially the second one i was like deep in it because i was feeling that like weird like pulsating that i've talked about like that like i don't again man i wish i could somehow describe that better but um well, I think I've described that to you one time too. No, recently too. I don't know if I it think, was when I was having that. I think I that, think I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah, that dream where I was flying. Yeah, I think I described having like a, and then just that's when I was like, oh, I'm awake. Like yeah. I can move freely. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I. I. Yes. Because I remember you telling me that. So like that. That feeling came in a lot heavier um during the second life and then kind of receded 
um, towards towards the end. I was still in it, but it wasn't. Um, I don't know. I just felt like those first two were just so heavy that I, I don't know what that was. Or maybe that was like Jesse like putting some like calm the fuck down energy vibes on me or something. I don't know. But it felt like all like it literally felt like the table that I was sitting on, like someone was doing this, like jiggling it. And like my mm-hmm. whole body was just kind of like, I don't know. It was really weird. But um, obviously he wasn't doing anything to the table. Um, yeah. It's just a feeling that I have had multiple times and just happened to like tap into again while this was happening. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was super fascinating. I loved it. I'd probably do it again, but not for a while. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got. That was crazy. I mean, makes me want to do it now. You should. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If you if... go into a basement of a cabin in a wood in the well, woods. Well, I felt safe. And this was... A... Well, and because the other thing too, he's like, you've you've been in this cabin before, and I don't know what. And I immediately thought of the cabin that uh, that Sasha, Sasha and I, in. yeah, that Sasha and I, like literally the herbs hanging from the windowsill, like and everything, the the fire. I mean, but I had already seen that, so it was easy to. That's just where Picture I went, yeah. And I was like, oh look, now there's all of a sudden a cellar door over there. But to be fair, I never looked to the right, like going into the door, like I when I imagined it was sasha so like yeah there totally could have been a cellar door to the right where i looked i just never looked like one of those like double yeah yeah yeah, exactly but on the inside and it wasn't scary i mean like saying it it sounds scary right there's no fucking way because it's dark but um i don't know it wasn't scary and then the hallway where the doors were had light in them so it wasn't too scary i was more scared of the doors because i knew that they looked there wasn't going to be a great life or death, I guess I should say. Yeah. That should, that should cover uh, those two. <laughs> Missing stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry guys. It's going to be a, a very Michelle heavy episode, but that's okay. Uh, wonderful. Also, uh, if you have any shitty thing to say about this past life aggression, I don't want to hear it. So uh, yeah, this was my experience. I enjoyed it. I got some insight and it's your shitty pers- comments to yourself yeah basically like it's just i'm i'm opening up and sharing with you guys but not for anyone to say anything negative because at the end of the day this was for me and it wasn't for anybody else i'm just sharing what my brain gave me <laughs> i guess um not necessarily saying it came from anywhere in particular but yeah that's it all righty i back you 100 percent. i know that's why i love you well, alrighty, guys, if you would like to contact us, check out our website at webelievedyou.com. On the website, there's a tab where you can find all our social media, so make sure you go like, follow, and share on Facebook and Instagram. There's also a listen tab where you can listen to our show directly on our website or click the link to your favorite podcast listening site, such as Spotify and Apple Podcast. You can also give us a five-star rating on Apple, which helps us move up the ranks so more people can find us. And if you leave a review, we'll read that here on the show. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts, caps, and hoodies designed by Michelle herself. There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. And finally, if you want to reach us besides DMing us on social media, you can click on our contact us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want. You can also send in your stories for our stories of eye strangeness, and if you send them in in Spanish, we can translate those for you as well. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe. Do you?